Welcome to California School News Radio. Here are your hosts, Kevin Osmus and Drew Schlossberg. Good day to you. This is California School News Radio, the voice of education in California. Every week we bring you newsmakers from the world of education to discuss what's going right in our schools from the perspective of administrators, teachers, students, parents, and community members. I am Kevin Osmus from VMA Communications, and with me today, as always, is my colleague and co-host Drew Schlossberg. How are you doing today, Drew? Just fine. Looking forward to another great interview. Oh, it's going to be, this is going to be so fun. Very excited about this program. Let's get to it. Southern California car culture. It's a subject we've never touched on here at California School News Radio, but we are headed out to Benita High School in the Benita Unified School District to hear a story about a vintage 1938 international pickup truck that used to traverse the streets of Laverne for decades. Although the owner's truck's original owner has long since passed, the truck has been in the hands of the Laverne Historical Society ever since. At the beginning of the school year, the Historical Society brought the truck to Benita High Auto Shop class and asked the students to restore it. Spoiler alert, they said yes. And the restoration is a full year-long project, and the goal is to have the truck ready to roll in time to participate in the Laverne Fourth of July Parade in 2022. And here with us today is a cast of thousands. We have Benita High School auto shop teacher Rob Zamboni. Uh, welcome to the program to you, Rob. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's an honor to have you. Uh, we also have two of your uh, auto shop students, uh, Benita High sophomores Randy Gershman and Rylan Lancet. How are you doing today? Doing amazing. How about you? Uh, very good. Very good. And also, Last but not least, Laverne Historical Society historian Bill Lemon. Good day to you, Bill. Good afternoon. Glad to be here. Yeah. Before we get to the uh, restoration, Rob, Bill, uh, this this is project is just the latest collaboration between the district and the Historical Society. Let's kind of start with that. Uh, what, what students can learn from the histories of uh, Laverne uh, and San Dimas. These are small, tight-knit communities uh, where it's not unusual to see generations of families uh, grow up in the district. And then maybe, Bill, you can kind of tell us a, sort of the origins of the Historical Society working together with the school district to let the kids know some of this this history. Well, as you said, we're, uh, well, <laughs> when, when I actually went to Benita and uh, so did my mother. At the time each of us went, uh, San Dimas still was part of going to Benita. I mean, San Dimas kids went to Benita as well as Laverne kids. Uh, and of course the school district is still San Dimas and Laverne. But the, the two communities have grown up together. In fact, I myself at one point, uh, when I started school in kindergarten, I actually lived in San Dimas. But uh, the rest of the time when I lived in the area, I was at, uh, I lived in Laverne. They, the two communities are closely knit, as you can see when you look back at in history, you can see a lot of families that intertwined, intermarried. And uh, also you could see that we had a, a common culture of having oranges and lemons and all that sort of thing. In fact, in the old days, it was kind of hard to tell when you went from one community to the other, when the one stopped, the other began. 
practice. Well, yeah, that's definitely something I think that a lot of people from Southern, uh, that from outside Southern California would, would notice if they just, that you drive down the street, you don't know where, you don't know where one city ends and the other one begins, but uh, right. so, so Rob, uh, then, so how long have you, you been at Benita High uh, teaching the auto shop? So this is my third full-time year uh, at Benita High School. Okay, and each year you've had a, a restoration project for the students? Yeah, so three years ago when I started, we uh, took on a project. It was a, a 1965 Mustang, and uh, one of the principals in the district, it was his Mustang. His grandmother brought it new and then handed it down. And um, unfortunately, that principal had uh, terminal cancer, so we surprised him uh, with uh, that we we're going to restore his Mustang and uh, we took on that project so that was the first year and it took a couple years to do we did all of the paint body at the school the engine was built we did all the suspension most of the interior some of the electrical and then uh, put the vehicle together then unfortunately when the virus hit uh, and i had to teach from home so uh, i was working on it with the father-in-law during that period of time so that one got a little delayed, but you finally did complete that restoration, right? We did complete that restoration over the summer. Yes. And then, so, uh, well, Randy, Rylan, you are both an auto shop 102, uh, which means you're a part of this restoration. That's the advanced class. Uh, first, Randy, and then Rylan, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit why you joined the class and uh, just how interested in cars are you? And if like you have, and, and if you have like a nice ride, let us know. What you're what you're driving around well kevin uh first of all the reason i joined <laughs> i joined all shop hoping i could learn more about cars so then if i ever broke down on the side of a road i would know how to fix it but now i've certainly gained more of an interest uh i do not have any sort of sweet ride at the moment but i'm hoping that one day i may be able to buy a sweet one and even restore one as well. Well, you're certainly going to know how to do that. Uh, how about you, Rylan? Well, I joined Auto Shop because it was more of this fun-seeming elective rather than the others. And the first class is 101, and we go into 102 if we get invited. So I enjoyed 101, so I decided to join 102. And I seem to enjoy it just as much with the restoring of the truck. So I don't have any sweet cars. So. <laughs> Well, okay, that's to come. But you're sophomores, right? So, yeah. uh, you know, you, I mean, you're just probably just getting your driver's license now, right? You guys have your driver's license? Uh, not yet. <laughs> okay. Not old enough, sadly. Uh, okay. Well, I guess that 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 X is out the street. Street. Well, what kind of what kind of ride do you have, Drew? An Altima, Drew? Uh, it's a, a 1997 Toyota Camry. I was close. Uh, so right, exactly. Not too bad. Um, it was uh, probably even built in 1897, for all I know. But you listen, it gets me from A to Z. Hey, question I got for, um, and I'll start with, uh, you know, Rob on this and then, uh, you know, go right over uh, to Bill. Rob, since you were young, um, have you always had an interest in cars and restoration and building these? Uh, you wanted to be a, a race car driver? Talk about that. Well, that's a, that's a good question. I've always been interested in vehicles. And um, unfortunately, my high school did not have auto shop. Uh, junior high, we had wood shop. And then my, my career path kind of took, uh, it's kind of been a little bit of a winding road. Um, started out in art and design and uh, attended art center in Pasadena, uh, majoring in graphic design, minor in uh, automotive design. And then uh, 
did that career path for a while and then decided uh, during the recession of 2008 to uh, that might be a good opportunity to change careers and uh, took some night classes. I had a lot of experience, uh, kind of shade tree mechanic type experience, but uh, I took some night classes um, just because I didn't have some of the tools to get experience and then started working uh, at a place in Ontario, uh, the total cost involved. And then from there, uh, worked at uh, Icon 4x4 in Chatsworth, where we built uh, vintage Broncos, FJ, uh, Toyota FJs, and, di- and then we did a bunch of uh, one-off custom vehicles. Um, a lot of the vehicles were uh, commit, well, they were all commissioned by customers, so the price points were anywhere from like a hundred and a quarter up to a million dollars each. And then from there, actually, while I was at Icon, I was teaching auto shop in Pomona at the Fairplex part-time at night. And then um, from both of those positions, I went and worked at the Peterson Automotive Museum uh, with their collection. And then I taught the summer teen workshop uh, job or uh, position where I taught kids uh, restoration on the weekends. And then uh, from there, I ended up at Benita High School. So it just kind of evolved over time, and um, I've always enjoyed restoration, restoring the vehicles, and, and uh, I like uh, followed a lot of uh, automotive restoration vehicle companies in Southern California, and uh, just really enjoy meshing, bringing the uh, old vehicles back t- uh, to new, and then having a lot of uh, current technology down below with regards to suspension, engines, electric, and, and such. Yeah, you know, listen, so obviously you're well positioned to do what you're doing in this uh, uh, area. You know, Bill, have you always been interested in in history? And, uh, you know, obviously you love it, being a part of the historical you know, society and Laverne, of course. But has that always been a passion of yours, Bill? Yeah, pretty much. I'd always hear my, my mom talk. You know, she she grew up in Laverne and, and uh, came here in 1919. And so she knew everybody in town that time that was only a couple thousand people <laughs> and uh so she would talk about these people and, and i i wasn't as interested at first later on i became interested but i i always wondered how she do all these people then i found out <clears throat> that she lived in the same neighborhoods went to the same school she went to the same church she shopped at the same stores and you know it was inevitable you you know everybody and you know you didn't have he <laughs> didn't have television. Not that many people had radios. You you just talked to people and found things out. So uh, I I developed that curiosity too. And over the years, I uh, of course got to know more people and went to school with the kids of the of the parents of of my mom's uh, generation. And uh, so I've I've had a pretty much a passion for it. It's gotten even more so now because I'm running out of people that I remember. <laughs> well, I, I think what's uh, great about what you obviously, uh, people that are part of their community's historical society, I mean, you talk about the all-time connector um, from, you know, A to Z and everything in between. Um, so I'll start with you on this one, Ryland, and then, uh, Randy, you can uh, jump in on this. Uh, so Ryland, obviously you're uh, restoring, you know, this uh, beautiful, you know, iconic uh, vintage uh, truck. Um, has it been equally fun just to learn the history of that truck as well as it is to restore it? I'll start with you, Ryland. Well, I have learned a bit of the history, but it wasn't through Auto Shop entirely. 
like I, I know the history some of it because we had the research stuff to actually like be able to restore the truck right but like most of my research on a truck like online i found some stories about the actual truck itself in laverne and it's it's actually kind of interesting what, what, what would you find most interesting about that truck it was actually so according to one of the websites i went to it was actually used to like transport oranges to different i guess i want to say farms but i don't think that's the most accurate word for it maybe orange groves and stuff like that how about you randy uh are you fascinated by the history of this truck taking in little details about the truck giving gives me a little bit about its history i'll have to research that a little a little more in the future from what i can see from the truck it's actually pretty interesting well i you know you look under a hood of any any truck that's uh, made prior to 1980 and you're just going to see history because they just don't they don't make them like uh like that anymore and the whole thing about laverne i mean you and benita high school uh, especially i mean just the car culture is there i mean for people that aren't uh, uh from the area and don't know benita high is located just a block from route 66 You've got the in and out right there on the corner. Um, you've got the drag races right down the street. Uh, uh, cars are, are, are just very much a part of, of this area. And when the, the historical society comes to you and they says, well, we have this old truck, original owner, uh, million miles. Is that true? Is it a million miles on this truck, Bill? Almost. It's okay. 900 and some thousand. Okay. Well, that's, uh, we're going to hope to get to a million. When, when someone comes up and says, here's, here's this uh, slice of history, can, can your kids do something with it? Uh, how much do you jump at the chance, Rob? Oh, I think you uh, jump at it right away. It, um, it's an opportunity that I don't believe a lot of auto shops in, in Southern California are, are get. And uh, it's kind of interesting. You talk about the track and Route 66, and I'm wearing my Route 66 hoodie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it, it, last summer I was sitting at the track with, uh, people from the community and, uh, some retired teachers and then people live in Laverne, San Dimas and surrounding area and get to talking with Marv Weston. And, um, he mentioned the truck and then we met at uh, Sherry best house in August. And then, uh, a week or two into the semester, we had the truck brought over to the school. So. It's just, um, you know, I think we were all in the right place at the right time. I knew the students would be pretty excited about it. And uh, it's just really a great opportunity to give them uh, a chance to work on uh, some history from the area and then given the opportunity to uh, work on a real life project, something they would really experience on the job um, has been great. And we want to hear basically what, what kind of the day-to-day uh, procedure is like, because, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a slow process. Uh, certainly it's a year-long process. But Bill, tell us just a little bit more about the history. I know that the, the, the gentleman that drove the truck was a very, uh, you know, he, he put his name on the truck. You know, he drove it around everywhere. Everybody seemed to know him. Uh, tell us a little bit about the history and how the Historical Society uh, came in possession of the truck. Okay, well, uh, he was uh, born and raised in Pennsylvania, and he'd always wanted to come to California. Uh, he was born in 1898, by the way. In uh, 1921, he actually came out here, and he was pretty well taken by the area after living in Pennsylvania all his life. He actually met his future wife when he was out here. Eventually, within a year or so, after a lot of letter writing, he proposed to her and uh, got engaged and then was married to her and out here in Laverne in 1926. 
they moved back to Pennsylvania. She didn't like it back there because she was born in Laverne. Didn't uh, didn't like the cold weather. Nope. So they decided to come out here when uh, her uncle had an orange grove and offered him a job in that working on the, on the orange grove. So he bought this new 38 international flatbed, loaded his household goods and his 1934 uh, Buick sedan, made the trip out here. He eventually uh, acquired a 57 Chevy. That and one other car that he had in the, in the 20s are the only vehicles he ever owned. And he was very proud of that because he, he felt he maintained them pretty well. Sometimes you might take a closer look and wonder if he did maintain them, but he had a different level idea of what was maintaining, I guess. But uh, anyway, he, uh, he got a job uh, in addition to his working in the Grove of uh, being a contract hauler for a company that produced agricultural chemicals and fertilizers and things like that. And he did that for years. That was his main work. And you'd see his truck all over town. And uh, in fact, he'd get on the freeway with it, which wasn't a good idea because it was very low geared. And he got stopped a few times because he was going too slow on the freeway. And he eventually changed out the rear end and got it so he could go the right speed. But that's that's pretty much the way he was. He kept that thing, you know, until he he said either he would go or it would go. <laughs> so they re, they both retired at the same time. <laughs> so Inman Inman was his name, which uh, which is an unusual first name. Uh, it's not so unusual as the last name, but it's an unusual first name. And. Uh, and when and when did he and when did he pass away? Uh, Nineteen ninety-three, I think it was. Wow. three or okay. two. Wow, made it all the way into the nineties. Uh, but the, and then that's when the and that's when the historical society got possession of the of the truck. Then at that point, and it's just been sitting there. Well, the, we had it had it sitting up at Heritage Park, which is another. It's not related to the historical society, but it's another historical site in, in town. Has the last orange grove that <laughs> in existence in Laverne. Yeah, uh, well, there were so many. Uh, Drew? Yeah, so question for you, uh, Rob, and then uh, we can certainly uh, pivot over to the to the students on this. Um, uh, restoration uh, certainly is a very highly specialized field. You mentioned that uh, you had worked for a company that uh, uh, you were commissioned. Uh, the company was to do restorations for, you know, $100,000, $150,000, up to over uh, a million on this. Um, you know, uh, talk about, are there any type of uh, car shows, such as the Concord de Elegance that they do up in uh, Pebble Beach in uh, your neck of the woods, Rob? Uh, yeah, it just so happens at the Pomona Fairplex, uh, there are a couple big car shows. Um, in January of every year, there is the Grand National Roadster Show, uh, which has been there for decades. And that's probably, that's considered the largest indoor show in the world. Wow. And uh, people come from all over, all of the best builders, designers are there. And uh, it runs from, uh, I think, Friday through Sunday. All the uh, indoor buildings are filled, and then outside is filled with cars. And you, I mean, I, I've spent eight hours on a Saturday there before. So um, the great thing about being in uh, Laverne, San Dimas, surrounding areas, it's right in our backyard. Um, so that, that's probably the biggest um, car show in Southern California, and like I said, the biggest indoor show in the world. 
Now, will you take some of the students to that so they can take a look at the cars, or how does that work? You know, I haven't in the past, but uh, what I'm planning to do is I'd like to take them to that on on Friday, take my advanced 102 students, and then um, in February, I'd like to take them to the NHRA drags. Oh, that's going to be fun. Yeah, very cool. Have you been, uh, Rob, to the Concord Elegance up in uh, Pebble Beach? Yeah, I've been to Pebble Beach once. I was there... Uh, it's probably three or four years ago. It's when I worked for the museum collection. We actually took up, they have in the collection, uh, a Tucker, uh, nice. one of yeah. his vehicles. Wow. And, um, that vehicle, was res- that vehicle was restored by another, uh, organization. And then it just needed a mild restoration. So I did a mild restoration on it, um, just to get it running, did some mild uh, electrical work, uh, engine, and uh, did a little bit of interior work on it as well. And it just so happened that one of the two taillights was cracked. And uh, we got a hold of one of uh, Tucker's grandsons. And he had one taillight <laughs> left. And I think he sold it to us for like 500 bucks, which was probably wow. not a bad price considering it was the only one left. So I replaced that as well. And then we uh, trailered uh, the vehicle up and uh, showed the vehicle on the green uh, that weekend. No, you know, I should know, Kevin, you may not know this, uh, but your colleague, Jeff Green, used to do the PR for the Concord Elegance. I was uh, fortunate enough to go to four of those. And, uh, you know, uh, one of the cars that was featured was Henry Ford's car uh, that they had restored. And these things are just uh, phenomenal. Um, so, Ryan, uh, uh, obviously you're interested in, uh, in restoration. Uh, you know, do you see possibly getting into this as a career? Maybe. I want to get into like the career of law enforcement currently, but okay. maybe if that doesn't work out, I can use that as like an alternative, you know? Right. That, absolutely. How about you, Randy? Uh, no, I haven't really seen that as a career, more of as a hobby to do. Yeah. So, and I'll pivot this over to, to Rob. Um, one of the things we love talking about on our, you know, uh, CSN shows is that whenever you're in certain type of a space, in this case, uh, the automobiles and restoration and all that business, there's so many side careers that can kick off from it uh, by the skill sets that uh, the students are, are learning. Um, talk about that, Rob. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different opportunities out there, and especially in Southern California. Uh, they have Art Center College of Design in Pasadena, uh, where the students are trained to uh, design vehicles. Uh, we have several colleges and universities uh, where students can can attend for an automotive uh, engineering degree. Um, I have an articulation with Citrus College and have articulated a couple of my students to go there to uh, learn to be an automotive technician. And uh, just so happens that Rio Hondo College also, uh, the community college offers a bachelor's degree in automotive technology. Nice. So, there's so many different things. There's so many electronics on the vehicles. It's not like it was at one point where it was a lot of grease and dirt. You can stay <laughs> pretty clean and uh, do a lot uh, still. Yeah, yeah. The points and condensers, those things went by the way of the dodo bird. So, you know, um, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and I'm, I'm talking like I know what I'm talking about, which I guarantee I don't know what I'm talking about. Kevin? 
I don't know what I'm talking about with cars either, but <laughs> oil rings, I know, or just uh, <laughs> those are, you know, th those are the greasiest, but let's get to the, let's get to the restoration. Uh, you have, you have two classes uh, of 102 and in each class, uh, the kids are broken down into teams and each team has uh, their own uh, responsibility. One is team is working on the front of the vehicle. Another one is working, I guess, on the, on the middle and, and the other is on the, on the back. And then Ryland and Randy, I don't know if you two are in the same class or on the same team, uh, but why don't you uh, go ahead and just I talk a little bit about what, what your responsibilities have been up to this point. Uh, Randy, we'll start. We can start with you. Uh, well, first off, me and Ryland are in the same class, although we aren't working on the same part. Uh, if I'm correct, he's working towards the middle. I'm working on the back side. Uh, basically, our job in the back is to just remove all the rivets and remove the tires from the axle rod. Today, we just started getting working on the tires, and those are, let me just say, long story short, they're, they're not, they're not working with us. <laughs> the tires, the tires refuse, refuse to work. Um, well, you should up their pay a little bit. Uh, you know, if you give the tires a raise, um, and uh, so, I, and, and so I guess in, in the old days, my dad would call it elbow grease. Um, you know, having, having to apply something of like that, but, but Randy, uh, one of, one of the things you, this is kind of testing your, your, your problem solving abilities here. So, uh, what's some of the, the mindset that you and your team are, are using besides the swear words? Cause I'm sure there's a few of those, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, on occasion, but, uh, well, but how are you, how are you able to figure out what, what to do next here? Well, of course, the first thing we always do is thinking like, how can I do this differently? We always try to see, view it from a different angle. Is there another way I can do this? What are the possible, why isn't this working? Of course, when we're just stuck on a problem, we would usually, we can just go to each other, ask for another's help. And if things get worse, we always go to another group, ask them for help. If it gets seriously a lot worse, we just go to Mr. Z and ask for help. He's right there. And then uh, Ryland, uh, you are, as, as Randy stated, you're kind of working on the middle. Um, and so what are, what, are, uh, what are you working on and what are some of the challenges your team is facing? Uh, we used to be working on like getting the cab off the truck, but we already got to know that off by now. So now we're kind of just working on getting like these uh, additional bolts off like the frame of the truck. And, the, and that hasn't proved to be easy either, has it? Not really. Because most <laughs> of the... Most of the bolts here are like rusted or welded onto the truck. So we had to like either heat them up with like a, I want to say it's like a, some sort of chemicals that like heat up in the hot fire basically. And then um, we also have to like sometimes grind the bolt off if they're welded because we can't physically get them to turn. So the, the idea is to restore every single part of this. Uh, so I, I'm assuming that ever like the transmission and the engine and the brakes and, and everything like that will be uh, completely 100% restored. And then everything except for the exterior uh, and, and the exterior is going to be left alone uh, just so to preserve its authenticity, right? Yeah. So um, in, in talking with the Laverne Historical Society, uh, they decided that they wanted to leave uh, the front clip and the cab uh, original. So they wanted to save the patina, the faded paint, the surface rust. And then um, there are the, the lettering of Inman's, his name, 
and then uh, some lettering before below his name that uh, we don't want to remove. We want to save. So overall, um, the vehicle will be restored. The frame will be sandblasted, painted. The wheels will be powder coated, new tires, uh, new suspension. We're going to uh, put on a uh, wooden stake bed in back. Uh, since it will be primarily a, a parade vehicle, people can stand and sit in that. And then we have a newer engine from like 1979, 1980 that's currently being rebuilt. So there are a lot of people involved, a lot of vendors involved as far as rebuilding like a steering box, an engine, transmission, and then um, working with uh, some of our older parts, we have some vendors who uh, are assisting us in restoring those as well. And then uh, you, uh, occasionally, from time to time in the class, you're, you bring in restoration uh, experts to, to talk to the kids? Yes, we had a couple of gentlemen come in who actually restored similar vehicles. So they came in, they spoke with uh, the kids, myself, and uh, just gave us some uh, feedback and some things to look out for. And actually, one of the gentlemen donated some parts, too, that we can put on the truck as well. Now, do you feel for your kids when, I mean, when they're, they're dealing with these bolts that just won't come off and, you know, and, 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 and these other, other things, how, how can you help without uh, actually giving them the answer? Because I, I suspect you want the kids to figure it out on their own. How much uh, are you help or how much do you kind of sit back and go, you can figure it out? Well, uh, that's a nice thing about being the teacher. I get to sit back, I guess, to a certain extent. Sometimes I just ask him, I tell him to Google it. No, just kidding. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so I just kind of, um, I guide them through it without doing it. And um, it gives them the opportunity to really get that real life hands-on experience to figure it out. And uh, they may try a couple different solutions, two or three before they get a part off. But um it's really a great experience for them uh, to get in there, get their hands dirty, um, take it apart. And uh, kind of a funny little side note, one of my other 102 students this is the third year I've had him. He's like, are we putting this back together as well? And I looked at him, I was like, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's so, yes, uh, assembly is required, and you right. probably figured out, and the student probably figured out that liquid wrench is probably useless in most cases, right? Um, yeah, I mean, we've tried it a little <laughs> bit here and there, but we get out the oxyacetylene torch, and we've had to heat up some of those nuts, cherry red, so they expand and then back them off. So the kids got to learn that using a sawzall, cutoff wheel, um, a variety of other different tools to um, get an idea of how to uh, disassemble this vehicle, but to, to disassemble it safely so we can put it back together. We don't want to cut it into 100 million pieces and not have anything to put back together. Right, yeah, I, that, that's that's the stuff that you see like on CSI when they, yeah, you know. And then, well, you mentioned the 4th of July parade and that and that is the big, the big thing. And Bill will, well, we want to uh, bring you back in here for this because the one thing uh, I know about Laverne, the city of Laverne, is it really knows how to do Fourth of July. I mean, uh, the the parade is a it's a community treasure. It's first thing in the morning. Um, everybody's up. Uh, it, it's a huge parade. You have vintage vehicles in the parade. You'll have like Model Ts and everything, but really uh, nothing. 
like this. Uh, so what what is it going to mean to the community to see this truck uh, up and rolling again in the in the Fourth of July parade? And then Randy and Rylan, uh, will, will you be participating in the parade yourself? Because I understand that the the the, the students that worked on it and rest, restored the vehicle will be able to uh, ride in the parade themselves in the truck. But Bill, go ahead and and uh, what's the impact going to be on the community? Well, as you say, the the Fourth uh, of July parade has been something that people always look forward to. In fact, the last couple of years when we weren't able to have one, you know, there was people were trying to come up with alternative things, and and just uh, everybody was really disappointed. So we are looking forward to next year, and uh, I know that uh, from participating in in uh, parade myself that it's it's an exciting thing seeing all these people lining the streets having all the other events like the fireworks show and, and all those other things at, at Bonita, it's just, you know, it's, we've begun to be known for that because I, I have some past uh, pictures I've taken of the parades and it's just amazing how many people participate. They come from all over the place and uh, it's, it's an exciting time. We're really happy to be part of it with this truck, especially. Yeah, and then and Randy and, 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 and Ryland, are you all planning to be in the parade uh, next year? I have honestly no idea if I'd be in the parade. However, if I were invited to, I'd gladly accept that invitation. What about you, Randy? What do you think? Have you, have you, is, is the parade something that you've been to? Do you, do you, are you able to get up that early in the morning on 4th of July? <laughs> Not everybody is. I have certainly gone up way earlier than that. <laughs> okay. Uh, seven months away, so I don't exactly know. Like Ryan's, Ryland said, uh, if I were given the opportunity, I would certainly take it. But unfortunately, I'm in marching Bonilla's marching band, which also oh. is involved with the 4th of July parade. So it's sort of a, do I go with this or the other? Either way, I get to be in the parade. But I well, there one you are. Over. Well, you're already a rock star, then, right, Randy? You, 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 you yeah. got it down. <laughs> yeah, Drew, you have, you ever, the, have you ever been in a parade, Drew? Uh, I have been in a parade. Um, exactly. Um, we uh, were big sponsors of the Holiday Bowl parade and uh, had a big float in that. So uh, I, I have. But I'm, I'm going to shift over here. But Bill, are people that go listen? Uh, Bill's a cool guy, and I want to help him. Are they always coming to you and say, this needs to be in the society? I found this um, in my great grandparents, uh, you know, you know, coat uh, and was we were just sort of going through everything. Do you get a lot of those? Uh, yeah, of course, our one of our former uh, Galen Berry, one of our former presidents had a house with like three garages on it. And he he stored everything in the world that people were giving. And unfortunately, I live in a little mobile home. <laughs> and I, I can only put so much and I won't be able to move in the house but uh, yeah people have offered things we usually don't refuse them unless it's like you know a, a whole table or something like that that's kind of hard to figure out where you put that but books things like that yes and uh, especially if they're really connected to one of the one of the pioneering families then we really want to right make it that makes sense it. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Kevin, do you have anything that you could donate to the Historical Society? I have so many books. I'm coming over, Bill. I'm going to drop them off. <laughs> I'm locking my door. I'll be over in about an hour. <laughs> All yours, Kevin. 
Okay, well, you know, uh, we've had a fascinating conversation here today. California School News Radio. We've been talking to Benita High School uh, auto shop teacher Rob Zamboni and uh, a couple of his auto shop students, uh, Randy Gershman and Ryland Blancet, and uh, they are helping to restore a 1938 international uh, flatbed pickup uh, for the Laverne Historical Society, and uh, they plan to roll it out next July 4th at the parade. Uh, so far it seems to be uh, coming together uh, on time. Uh, is, is everything kind of running on uh, schedule there, Rob, with the restoration? Yeah, I would say so. We're just about had the last few pieces off the frame. Uh, we sent out the steering box. The frame will go out before Christmas. The wheels will go out before Christmas. And then um, we should be getting the engine transmission after the first of the year. So things will start trickling back in the first quarter of next year. And we'll just start putting it back together and then do some test runs, hopefully into semester. That'll be a wonderful time. Um, now, before we go, uh, Randy and, and Ryland, um, you know, we've talked a lot about history and, you know, uh, you guys are sophomores in high school. So you really a lot of your history has not yet uh, happened yet. What, what other things uh, interest you and uh, what, what other subjects do you like about school? Maybe what kind of colleges are you thinking of attending in the future? Well, for the subjects I like in school, I, I honestly kind of like all of them. I have great teachers. There's nothing really that's too boring, to be honest. Um, I haven't really decided on the college, to be quite honest. Well, it's a little early. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, what, what else do you do? Are you, do you have any uh, extracurricular activities? What do you like doing for spare time? Well, in my spare time, I do like a martial arts at Red Dragon Karate. Um, I've also applied for the Explorers program in the Laverne Police Department. Okay. And then, and Randy, what, uh, you, you were in band. What else, uh, what else are you doing? Well, besides from band, that's pretty much all, all extracurricular what, activities I'm doing. What, what do you play in the band? Uh, currently we're in concert season. So right now I'm playing the French horn. Okay. Supposedly one of the hardest instruments to play. It's not a big instrument and you got to lug it around as well. Everything too. No, not really. Okay. It's about, it can be easily be carried in one hand. It's not that big. It's just a big sort of five foot wide circle. Okay. Well, it's not the tuba or, or the, or the bass drum or anything like that. So those are a little bit heavier. Um, do you have any, do you, do you, I mean, has college crossed your mind yet or are you just, uh, you know, kicking back from now? Uh, I actually plan, I have actually have a college in mind of going to uh, South Dakota's School of Mines and Technology. Okay, that sounds interesting. There's a story behind that, behind your, your interest there? I mean, ever since I can remember, I've always been fascinated by dinosaurs and wanted to become a paleontologist. So one day I just decided to look up paleontology schools and there it was. <laughs> there it is, okay. Uh, what, 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 uh, so you must like the Jurassic Park movies then, right? <laughs> yes, I really, I am very interested in those. Okay. Bill, have, have they encountered any fossils in the uh, Laverne area uh, that you know of? Any, any prehistoric fossils? Well, they've done several digs, uh, but uh, they didn't come up as, as much as they thought they would about like Native Americans. And then at the University of Laverne, uh, the original uh, Lordsburg College that was there, uh, they seemed to use uh, their rear window out of their kitchen to throw their uh, cast-offs and so they actually did a dig there several years ago and found you know ink bottles and 
money and things like that. But uh, that's that's about all we've got. Okay, uh, you know, historic, but I guess it's not prehistoric. So, uh, <laughs> okay, well, you know what? Uh, we've had a had a great time, Drew. Do you have any last uh, questions or comments for the guests? Well, listen, I'd, uh, our, our listeners would look at us and with uh, you know cross-eyed if we did not bring this up. Uh, we talked about it before the show started, but uh, we have to do it. Um, Rob, you're not uh, related to the Zamboni, uh, you know, uh, I think it's on the ice at hockey games. Is that correct? Unfortunately, I'm not related. However, I do check the mail every day just in case <laughs> I get some money. <laughs> well, uh, what I love what you said before the show started, but however, you would love to get an, uh, a vintage Zamboni and have your uh, students restore it, correct? Yeah, that, I think that'd be a lot of fun. It would be you know, a different project and uh, restore a, a Zamboni ice machine in Southern California of all places. Very good. So maybe, uh, Kevin, we can work on that. What do you think? Oh, I'm there. I, I am so there. That's my question. I, I don't even know how to ice skate. I would, you know, I put the skates on and just fall right on my butt. That would be it. And that would, and then the Zamboni would come and crush me. I'll stay away from that one. But when the Zamboni comes, California School News Radio will be there to help, uh, help publicize the restoration. That is for sure. How about you, uh, Randy, uh, Ryland, you guys have any uh, last thoughts, any shout outs, anybody that uh, you want to say hi to while you're on here? Yeah, I'd like to say hi to my mom and dad. Shout out to my uncle, aunt, and cousins if they ever somehow come across this. Good shout out. Ryland, anybody you'd like to give a shout out to? Uh, I don't really have any shout outs, but I actually have a question. Okay. Uh, for Bill, actually. Has the Historian Society ever received in a classic Laverne PD cars or anything like that? Police cars? Uh, no, I don't think so. Uh, we really don't have much... Uh, this is this is the first vehicle we've gotten, and uh, it's kind of hard for us to even. I mean, we were so excited when we got Rob and you guys to be doing something with this because uh, it just sat in our our uh, president's driveway for a long time because we didn't have any place to to put it. So um, we probably wouldn't do anything like that again. <laughs> Well, I'm sure yeah. the people just thought it was out of gas, and that's why nobody was driving. Yeah, right? that's right. Uh, Rob, any any last uh, uh, thoughts? Uh, excellent job on the restoration, and, and best of luck to you as you go forward. I uh, just want to say thanks a lot for having us on. Really appreciate it. Uh, we really enjoy working with uh, the community, Laverne Historical Society, with the students. They've been great. And then the administrators at Benita High School as well. And then, Bill, um, if, if anybody has an additional interest in the Historical Society, where, where can they go? Uh, I'm sure you have a website that people can check out, right? Uh, let's see. LavernHistoricalSociety.org. Okay. And then you are an author of uh, several uh, of the books, of the, of, of the Laverne Historical Books, aren't you? Uh, one of them. One of them. Uh, okay. We, it just came out within the last year or so okay and where, and, and where could people uh, where could people purchase this book if they want to uh you can go to the same website okay or you can go to our facebook page uh either one and and you'll find the uh email address or the phone number of sherry best our president and she's the one that's handling this so contact her either of those ways she could tell you how to how to purchase one 
And I've met Sherry. She is the best. <laughs> it's an appropriate name. Okay, well, that's it. That's all we have time for today on California School News Radio. I'd like to thank all of our guests, Rob Zamboni, Randy and Rylan, and, and Bill Lemon from the Historical Society. I'd like to thank my co-host, Drew Schlossberg, and uh, our engineer, Ann Santel, and uh, Andrew Landeros, and uh, Andy Torres, and uh, and Cameron, and everybody on, on the educational team, Val Martinez of VMA, uh, for letting us do this each and every week. And we'll be back next week with another great uh, interview. Hope to see you then. Until then, stay safe and stay educated. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs>